Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Right. Question. How many of you came in and hugged someone this morning because you were pleased to see them? Yeah, me too. Do you know that when you step into the presence of God, that's what he does? He comes straight away to give you a hug because he loves you and he's pleased to see you and he's pleased that you step into his presence. Great way to start the day, isn't it? Yeah? Okay. So today we're going to be following the teachings, which are adopting healthy rhythms or adopting healthy habits. So interesting bit of info. A study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology in 2009 found that it takes between 18 and 254 days for a person to form a new habit. Okay? On average, it takes 66 days for that new behavior to become automatic. So, if there's anyone in this room who, like me, has at some time been on a diet or said, a New Year's resolution, I'm going to go to the gym every day, or I'm going to jog every day, you know that's not as easily kept up as you think it is, yeah? The first day, you're motivated, you're ready to go, you get in that diet, right, I'm going to be really good. The next day, you're thinking, "Mm, okay, you carry on. By the third day, your muscles are aching, or you're feeling a little bit hungry, or that piece of chocolate cake's on the side, and you're thinking, it's going to have to go in the bin unless I eat it. You know how hard it is. But it takes time, and it takes dedication, doesn't it, to stick it out. And getting into godly rhythms can take time too, and take that same dedication. And there's always going to be a distraction, isn't there? How many times do you get up in the morning and you say, right, I'm going to get up, I'm going to pray first thing. The alarm goes off, the telephone goes, your kids come in, mum, mum. There's always going to be a distraction. So it takes that dedication. And it can be hard to stick to it when we start it, like reading the Bible, praying, or just resting in the Lord. But when we do stick out those things, It brings us closer to God, doesn't it? We get to know his word better. We get to rest with him. We get to hear his voice. And ultimately, it becomes a place where we can trust God because we get to know him better. The closer we get, the hungrier and the thirstier we get for God, don't we? So I want to look this morning at a couple of rhythms that the Lord tells us to do. And we're going to start with rest. And funny enough, if you notice, Dorothy brought up that Psalms. um, And it said, what is it? To you, even silence is praise. That's rest. Yeah. So way back in Exodus 20, the Ten Commandments were given to the children of Israel. And it's written, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, on which you shall do no work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant, or your maidservant, or your livestock, nor the foreigner within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. But on the seventh day he rested. 
Even God rested on the seventh day. And he knows we need that rest too. And just as Dorothy was talking about this morning, finding a way to fit everything in. And as I walked in this morning, I was saying to Mary, I literally finished printing what I was going to say at 11 minutes past 10 this morning. So I know exactly what that means. Trying to fit stuff in is so difficult sometimes. But Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. God wants us to take time to know he is God. Know the depth of his love for us and step into that loving relationship. And so our faith can grow stronger through whatever we go through. He wants us to know that we're in the palm of his hand now and we always will be. Whatever we're going through, we're never going to be alone. We're never going to be without the Lord. But it's very difficult to do that and rest when we're running around thinking there's not enough hours in the day, Lord. I can't do this. But when we do, stop, be still and rest with him and give him time to speak into our hearts and our minds. We realize who he is. He's the almighty. He's all powerful. He's the alpha and omega the beginning, the end. He's our creator. He's our father in heaven. And we need time to stop and know him. Be still and know he is God. He calls us by name. Do you know his names? His name is Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord who sanctifies us. He's Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace, Jehovah Rophe, the Lord who heals, Jehovah Jireh, our Lord, God and provider, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, my banner, Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd, and Jehovah Tzidneku, I might have said that wrong, but the Lord, my righteousness, that's our God. And there's names for everything about him. He is the Almighty. He is the Alpha and Omega and everything in it. And amazingly, he wants to spend time with you guys and me. How awesome is that? That is just, that blows me away. He wants to spend time with us. And he gave all authority and power to his only son, Jesus, who also then in turn tells us his Holy Spirit will live in us. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. Do you know what your spirit is? It's essentially us without the flesh and the bones. It's our essence. It's our thoughts, our memories. It's who we are. Our spirit is who we are. And long after our body is gone, our spirit will live on. Jesus said in John 16, it is good that I am going away because unless I go away, the comforter or the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. That's what Jesus did. He sent his Holy Spirit to live in you guys when you accepted him as your savior. 
So everything we've just said is what is our spirit, our essence, who we are, our thoughts, our feelings, our memories, who we are. Jesus is in us. That's his Holy Spirit. And he sent his Holy Spirit to live in us. 1 Corinthians 3 says, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Ezekiel 36 says, I will put my spirit in you. Isn't that amazing? Just that on its own. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God lives in us. Wow. It's worth just that revelation, isn't it? Just just knowing that and what that actually means. Because it's so easy sometimes to say, Holy Spirit is with me or Holy Spirit lives in me. But when we know what the Spirit actually is, it takes on a whole new depth of meaning, or it does to me. But I'm aware, again, as I spoke about, to stop and rest and have that revelation takes some dedication. But when we do, we can become refreshed. And we can find peace from those worries. Ephesians 3 says, that you may be filled to all measure of the fullness of God, to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Last week one day, I had to deal with something quite upsetting, quite heavy. And I had to go out to work and I could feel the heaviness here. And I was thinking, Lord, I don't want this. You know, I'd taken it on and I thought, "Mm, I really don't want this. And I was literally heading out the door. And I thought, this is ridiculous. Why Why am I holding this? So I literally, by the front door, my jacket and boots and umbrella ready, sat down, well, sat down, kneeled down and prayed. And I just said, Lord, please, take this away. And he did. When we stop and we're still, his grace and his mercy prevails. I could have carried on. I could have gone out the door. I was close to tears. But he turned, <coughs> he turned my tears of sadness to tears of joy in an instant. So getting into healthy rhythms of stopping and being still and resting is so important for us, for our well-being and for our relationship with God. We need that time to remind ourselves not only who God is, but who we are to him. It's a necessity for our spiritual journey and for our well-being. Don't you hate it when you can't turn over pages? Sorry, bear with me. Oh, I can't do this. There we go. So let's get into a habit of reminding ourselves who we are. So who are we? We're fearfully and wonderfully made. In the image of God. Hallelujah, just for that one. We are the head and not the tail. I like that one too. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but nothing will touch you. Nothing will harm you. Amen to that one. We are special to the Lord God. We belong to him. Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. Are you not much more valuable than they are? 
Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The Father himself loves us because we love Jesus. That's Jesus' words. Yeah? There are other rhythms that we can get um, on our spiritual journey, some which obviously I know you all do because you're all perfect. Um, I'm So I'm talking to myself here. Um, we can come to church every Sunday. We can go to our small groups. We can pray for each other. We can praise. We can build each other up. We can encourage each other. Ephesians 5 says, speak to each other in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. I always remember someone once saying to me that we're like coals in a fire. We stay hot together. But when we come out of that fire and we're on our own, we soon go cold. So I know it's quite a habit of a lot of people to think, I don't want to burden anybody. No, we're in this together, guys. We're a family. You know, go and get some prayer. The other week, Florence, she came. She, she was iffy whether she was going to come because she was in so much pain. But she got healed of gout. That's the will of God, isn't it? That we pray for each other and see healings and freedom come. We've been given Holy Spirit and the Word of God to guide us. And did you now realize that you are part of the solution to the problems? Because you have Holy Spirit. You can pray for people. You are part of the solution. Yeah? Don't wait for someone else. Well, who am I? You know, I can't pray for someone. In his weakness, you are strong. Sorry, in our weakness, you are strong. He is strong. I'll get that right in a minute. <laughs> Let me say that one more time and get that right. In our weakness, he is strong. There we go. There was a, um, a post on Facebook the other day, which I really like, and I wrote down. When prayer becomes our habit, miracles become our lifestyle. I like that too. The more we pray, the more miracles we're going to see. Amen? Now, that's a habit I really want to get into. Praying for people, seeing the supernatural of the Lord work, yeah, in our everyday. And all glory going to Jesus. We can get into the rhythm of displaying God's love every moment of the day. Every day, seven days a week. Doesn't matter who you're with. It doesn't have to wait till Sunday to praise. We can go to our neighbors. We can ring someone if we can't get out. Encourage someone, pray for someone over the phone. If someone says, oh, I'm not feeling very well, instead of saying, that's really hard. Can I pray for you? Yeah, we can show the love, can't we? Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Ooh, forget not all his benefits. Don't forget his benefits. So in other words, we're told to remind ourselves of all those benefits. So what are they? The heavenly father loves us. Yeah. He forgives us. Yeah. Jesus was a sin offering for us. He paid the price for our sins, washed them all away. He's given us his Holy Spirit, as I keep saying, but I love it. To guide us, to comfort us. He puts words in our mouth. He gives us words of knowledge. He speaks into our spirits. He's given us authority to cast out sickness, raise the dead, free the captives from addictions of any kind. 
He will work all things for good for those who love him. He will restore the years the locusts have eaten. So if you're feeling, do you know what? I've struggled for years for this. He will restore those years. He knows the desires of your hearts and he loves to bless you. Jasmine was my desire. I had two sons, love them with all my heart. I didn't mind if they were going to be boys or girls. But I remember sitting in my garden once and just thinking, I would have loved a little girl. And I pictured my daughter. Can you believe that? I pictured Jasmine with her little curly hair. And I had her about seven. No, it was a lot more, a lot more years after that. But I had her. God, I hadn't said that to anybody, not even Costas. That was the desire of my heart. And only God knew that. And he gave me that daughter. And it makes me want to cry even thinking about it. Oh, right. So. When we remind ourselves of those benefits, I don't think we can walk away being the same person when we know who he is and who we are to him. I'm reminded when I asked the Lord to take that heaviness and he took it straight away. When we have those kind of experiences, we'll never be the same. We'll never be the same because we know that he then hears us. He answers us and he's with us. And faith as small as a mustard seed will then move a mountain. So as our faith grows, we can move those mountains. Psalm 23 says, he leads me beside quiet waters and he restores my soul. He restores our soul so that we can praise him. And nothing more is important. Remember King David? He danced with abandonment. His wife was so humiliated. You can just imagine it. But he was king and he did not care. What he cared about was praising God. And he danced through the streets in undergarments. That just wasn't done. But he did it because he did not care. And that's what we brought the flags in. I woke up one morning the other day dreaming. I was kind of semi-awake and semi-dreaming of the flags of dancing, of being free in the, in the church. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry, Lord, we haven't even thought about that for ages. So that's why we've got those here. So don't be intimidated of what you look, look like when you're dancing. If you've got no tune in you, don't worry about it. Half of us don't. You know, it doesn't matter. God doesn't look if you're in tune. He looks at your heart. What are you doing with that body and what, with that voice? doesn't matter if your voice is perfect. Okay, so, oh yeah, I remember. I remembered when I was writing this a few years ago when we were in Prague. We were there with another family. Jasmine was a bridesmaid for somebody. And we met the family in the morning. And they were so excited because one of the guys had started playing his guitar and worshipping. And all of a sudden they heard this amazing singing. And they each were in different rooms. And they thought, what on earth? Who is that? And they all came together and realized the angels had joined in. Oh, my gosh. Don't you want to see that in this building? Don't you want to see that? Don't you want to hear that? I'm terrified of seeing an angel, by the way. But I would love to hear those heavenly voices joining in our praise and saying, oh, my gosh, they want to join in with our hearts. Wouldn't you? Oh, my. That's just amazing. We have such a wonderful God. And isn't it such a lovely thought to think that he actually enjoys you? 
He loves you, enjoys you, loves being in your presence, my presence too. Oh, wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't that worth praising? Isn't that worth giving thanks? We've just said of all the names of our Lord God Almighty, and he loves each and every one of you and wants to praise and, and spend time with you and run to you when you come into his presence. When you stop and be still and say, Lord, I'm here. And he comes to you and he'll hug you. Isn't that an amazing thought? So why would we not enjoy that? Why would we not do that? Why would we not put that the priority of what we've got to do in the morning instead of emptying the dishwasher? Does it compare? Shall I empty the dishwasher? Shall I sit in presence of Lord for five minutes? Oh my gosh, yes, let's sit in the presence of the Lord. Amen? So, how exciting. We are on an adventure that only we can walk. Each and every one of us has a purpose with the Lord. And it's just for us. We are on a journey with the living, almighty God. That's worth spending a time with him. To experience his presence every day, every moment that we possibly can. Amen. So if you wouldn't mind, shall we just stand up and let's pray. And if you want to rededicate yourself, let's do it again this morning. Lord, we're here. Father, we're sorry for the times that you call us and we say, oh, just a minute, Lord. I'm guilty of that myself, as you know, Lord. I'm so sorry. But, Lord, we're here and we're rededicating ourselves to you this morning. And we're saying, Father, when you call, we want to be there. We want to stop and be still. We want to rest in your presence. So, Father, please never stop calling us. Have patience with us. Let us experience your grace and your mercy every moment of our life. Fill us to overflowing, Lord, that everywhere we go, people will know that your presence is in us and with us and for us. And, Father, that we can bring life where there isn't, that the dry bones will get up and dance for joy because you have brought life. Father, use us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.